Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. My guests today are Terry and Dennis Hitt. And this was such an impactful conversation. Uh, Terry and Dennis have been married for 44 years, and what I truly value from, from this conversation, among many other things, is their eternal perspective. It's beautiful how they weave their eternal perspective into their everyday lives. Now here is my conversation with Terry and Dennis Hitt. Hi, this is Terry Hitt, and I'm here with my husband, Dennis. He'll introduce himself here in just a second. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and we are basically raising our second set of children. Uh, So we've raised two generations of children. We are coming from the Kansas City area, and we have been married for 44 years. Okay. I'm Dennis, um, and uh, I'm with Terry. I've been with Terry for a long time. Um, I actually work for uh, Shawnee Mission Kia, and uh, I'm just available to support her. She does a lot of podcasting and different things, and I'm kind of her... I guess I would say technical guy to help kind of support some of the things that she's doing. Yes, you are. can do it without you. Yeah. Terry, welcome back. And Dennis, welcome. Thank you. So uh, there's quite a few um, topics I'd love for, for, for our audience to get your insight on as a couple. Um, you have such a rich experience together. And I'd love for you to just start off by talking to us about um, the power of surrender in our walk with Christ, what that means um, to each of us individually as believers. And then for those who are in um, Christ-centered marriages and relationships, what, what does surrender mean in those areas? I think the, the thing that I get out of the of the surrender um it's to me it sounds different you think surrender you're like oh if i'm surrender i'm giving up but really when you surrender to christ and and what he's doing the blessings that you receive are just overwhelming um there's just there's so many things that come to your life that you would you don't even think of um and it's just all through surrendering to christ and allowing him uh, to bring those blessings to you. Um, are there difficult times and things that come? Absolutely. But uh, they're so overwhelmed and outnumbered by the blessings that you receive that, that uh, you know, it's just nothing to compare to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's right. And I know for myself in my, my personal walk with Christ, I came to know Christ at the age of 22, but it was a it was a surrender that didn't happen at once, right? It was a a release that just continued to come. And I know that that's true um, in every walk. However, I think I might've been a little bit stubborn uh, thinking I had surrendered and then learning so much. And it all came from when I really allowed myself to pursue Christ through his word and through prayer. And I think that the key to that is, the word because we don't we don't know who we're surrendering to why we're surrendering and how to surrender unless we're in his word mm-hmm. the beauty of 
people individually or, you know, a Christ-centered home is that the more that we pursue Christ, he blesses us through our marriage. Mm-hmm. I I find my husband the most attractive and he touches my heart the most when he's pursuing Christ. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. So as we're talking about Christ-centered marriages, um the word submission, you know, when you're when you're let's say if you go to marriage conferences or you know women's conferences or things of that nature, the word submit comes up, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I I'd love to hear your perspective, both of you, on the significance of a husband and wife submitting to Christ and the impact that that has on a marriage, on a Christ-centered marriage. All right. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that submission is following God's perfect plans because part of my hard-headedness was I had plans that I wanted to follow. Mm-hmm. And honestly, true joy and peace didn't come until I let go. Mm-hmm. And when I let go of the plans that I wanted, God actually gave them back in a different way in ways that honored him. And really, I know would bring me more fulfillment than anything else that I would do. And I think that that's the beauty of a husband and a wife submitted to Christ, because you're going to step into things in your relationship with each other and in your marriage that you never even dreamed of. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and what's interesting, at least that I've found is that obviously as a husband and wife, you don't always come to the realization or, or the decision at the same time. And so uh, mm. sometimes one is, is faster than the other uh, in in how God's speaking to them and, and working to them and, and how they're receiving that. And so um, it's not always, you know, this... Mm-hmm. We have our hands, arms together, and we're we're walking down the road together, arm in arm, and everything is great. Sometimes one is pulling the other a little more, or or, or pulling is probably not the right word, but encouraging and and praying, and we're talking through the issues. Yeah. But you but you have to do it together, um, and uh, you know we have to do that looking at Christ together and keeping our focus on Christ, but as as a as a pair as a team. Right. And I know that the, the the beauty of being married so long for us anyway, is that we met as teenagers mm-hmm. and married young. And so we've been married for 44 years, 45 and coming this September. Right. Wonderful. And the more that I submit to Christ, just the closer that I feel to my husband, the more that it just is right because when you come into a marriage and and from my perspective, having not known Christ, then it was about me. Mm-hmm. I loved him, but it was more about, you know, what am I getting from him day to day? And, and then of course, some of what am I giving him, but you're more self-centered. And thankfully God gave me a husband who was patient with me and loved me enough to teach me not to be 
so hard headed. I mean, um, I mean, it was even harder for me to say I'm sorry or different things like that, because that would mean that I had been wrong and not having a, an, um, an identity that was tied into who Christ says I am. Um, you don't want to be wrong, right? Exactly. You know, you, you don't have a, um, well, you just, you're not defined by the Lord. You're defined more by the world or self or what people have said or, or whatever about you. Right. Mm -hmm. And the more that I submit to Christ, the more that I find my identity in him, the closer I am to him, then I can look at my husband in different ways. And even when I'm tied up with taking care of kids or homeschooling or, you know, ministry or whatever I'm doing, and maybe I feel like I don't give him enough because I'm so tied up in other areas, I know that when I reach out to him and maybe ask him, you know, what he needs or whatever, that that's coming from Christ. And it just makes everything, it makes our communication richer. It makes even the time that we you know, the the less time than we would like that we have together, richer and more meaningful because we can see each other and forgive each other or whatever we need to do through a heart that's guided by him. So we submit better to each other because we submit to Christ. So as husband and wife, that's, you just put that so beautifully, both of you, as husband and wife, you're both submitting to Christ and to each other. And this is creating the um a Christ-like atmosphere in your home, right? That's impacting but we felt right. oh. we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I know allow. I've always said this, and um over the years we've uh, encouraged young couples and stuff and talked about you know, relationships and, and stuff with couples. And one of the things that I've always thought was kind of funny that people would say, they would say, you know, a marriage is a 50, 50, um, you know, and, and I've told, I tell people, no, no, a marriage mm. is a 100, 100. You mm. have to be give 100% of yourself to your spouse it, to to be truly successful, and it's the same way as as a as a couple. We have to be willing to give one hundred percent of ourselves to Christ. And so, if we're limiting ourselves to fifty percent of what we're willing to to share or willing to move, it 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 just doesn't work. You know, it, it has to be a one hundred percent of of yourself that you're giving and willing to give for your spouse. I, I believe. I do too, and. You know, and we're human, so we fail. We might shoot for one hundred percent, and you know, you're not going to always. You're not going to get there, but you you have to be willing to try. Right. And you know, we're always going to fall short. That's why we have Christ there to to pick us up and and help us get through that. But but if you if you go in with a a mindset of fifty percent, you're you're in trouble. Yeah, you're already failing. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Dennis, because I have noticed um, that that seems to be the mindset, um, unfortunately, is maybe some people may have um, the expectation that that's what marriage is. You bring your 50, I bring my 50, you do 50, I do 50. 
And that is so not what marriage is. <laughs> I'm so glad that you brought that up. It's really a, an important point. Thank you for mentioning that. So as we talk about 100%, 100%, let's talk about parenting. <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about parenting. I would yeah. love to, love to hear your thoughts on on your family dynamic. That's the thing I was just getting ready to say was the yeah. family dynamic with parenting because yeah. having raised two sets of children over two generations, we have seen the changes in mm. ourselves, our walk with Christ as it deepened and it matured, and we pursued Him and focused more on eternity. Right? Because the first time that we raised children we were good parents, mm -hmm. but we weren't eternity driven parents. Uh, we weren't godly parents. That's good. That's bad. And now that we've matured our walk more, I mean, the whole time that we've raised our second set of children before we even began, we were praying that, you know, well, with our, our middle daughter, because she began the second set that she would be God, that God's light would shine through her. She would be a light to others, that she would know Jesus as her savior. You know, just praying specific prayers that would be in alignment with God's will mm. and keeping that mind and heart set for eternity. So it has changed our family dynamic to one that is eternity driven and one that is purposed because everything is about Christ. And even in our homeschool, of course, I try to give them a rich education, and I also try to educate them according to the gifts and talents God gave them. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the things that are going to be lasting and the most important thing to build character and integrity in their walk with Christ is the Bible study that we start with every single day. Mm. You know, it's that's our family dynamic, and we're not going to be perfect. Right. That is our goal is to do those things. That's awesome. So that daily impartation and building um, Christ into the everyday, I want to say routine, <laughs> you know, your everyday, it, it includes impacting your children for, for Christ. Right. I mean, he's he's here with us. We talk about it. If we go on a walk, we talk about you know, how God allows um, the seasons of our life, just like he allows the seasons in nature, you know, and, and you look at the butterfly, you look at how the leaves change, you look at all those things and you bring it up, you know, you, you make your, your children aware of the beauty of life and how Christ is involved. God is involved in absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes a huge difference. And you mentioned that, um, you know, raising your second set of children, you said you noticed changes, you mm -hmm. noticed differences. Could you speak uh, to our audience or give just a little nugget of wisdom looking back um, at how you, you, you and Dennis were approaching your first set of children that you raised and then the wisdom that you gained in between, maybe there might be someone listening that has, um, a set of children that are not, they, they have not adopted, but they are caring for them. Um, they've gotten the first set out of the house like you have or the older children, and now they're going at it again. And maybe they might just need a little bit of direction of where to start from, because, you know, some may feel 
They don't know which direction to go in. They don't know where to start from because they're not in touch with these changes that have happened since the first time they've, they've, they've parented. I think, again, you know, centering your personal life with Christ and pursuing him daily because, on, I mean, let's be honest, we have time for what we want to make time for, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so easy for us to say we don't have time for something, yep. but if it's important enough, you're going to do it. I mean, yeah. it's just like when you're dating, you make time to see each other, right? And so in in raising our children, I mean, we knew going in, we actually said, what do we want to do different this time? Mm, that's and good. how can we make that happen? And we looked ahead. I looked ahead and planned backwards. You know, like if you want your child, at the, it's like at the end of your life or at the end of your child's life, where do you want them to be at the end of their, you know, quote, 18 years with you when they go to college or whatever, where do you want them to be back up from there? What do you want their teenage years to be? Because one of the things that bothered me the most is saying that's a typical teenager mm-hmm. as to God, that's not typical, that's right? What, what our society considers typical. So mm-hmm. looking at things and going backwards to, to how you want your child. What is the best for them? What is the the way God would want you to parent them? Because they're really his children. They're on loan to us and they are here for a reason. He's paired parents and children together very purposefully. Mm. So, I mean, that is our blessing, but it's our privilege to do these things. And it is our obligation to raise them for him. And so... That is probably the biggest thing that we did is to be very, very intentional. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I was going to say, maybe the way I would look at it is with, you you said it early on, we were good parents (laughs) first time, which is true, but it's like, what are you looking to and what are you looking for affirmation from? And, and so many times, you know, parents are looking for affirmation from a, a teacher or, you know, somebody yeah. else saying other parents saying, oh, your children are so well behaved and this and that. And, and it's true. You, you want that. But the focus has to be bigger than that. Mm. And I think that's maybe what I think that's what Terry's trying to say is that the focus has to be you know, bigger than those around you, because again, we're not here and they're not here to, to please others and to get, you know, the, the pat on the back for, you know, good boy. You know, you, you, you were polite to the the nice lady or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's where's your heart and it's developing that heart and that, that love mm-hmm. is what's where the focus really needs to be. Right. Building them in his truths, not cultural norms or society's so-called truths. Right. Right. And yeah, you you nailed exactly what I was saying, because the first time we parented, I parented anyway, I'll speak for myself. I parented more how I was raised and what I didn't like and how I could change that. Mm -hmm. How parents would say, um, hey, this is what you're supposed to do or what those in authority like doctors and such, you know, we were 18 years old. And so I listened to all those things instead of looking at the unique child that God gifted me with mm-hmm. and 
you know, and what his word said and finding in his, because he, he sends us that manual. It may mm -hmm. not be easy to find all the answers, but they're in there. You know, when you learn the character of God, you know what he desires and so on. And so, you know, just a, a totally good, you know, versus godly mentality of raising the kids. No, I think that is perfect because you gave us, um, from a practical standpoint, you're letting us know that there needs to be an eternal perspective when we're raising our children. And then, Terry, you mentioned planning backwards. Um, Dennis, you mentioned making sure our scope isn't just focused, isn't focused on who who's around us. Terry, you mentioned not to be so focused on cultural norms, you know, and you, you guys just summarized that perfectly. The eternal perspective of parenting and, you know, just making sure that what we're doing and what we're imparting into our children, that that God is pleased and not necessarily the people around mm -hmm. the, us. That's that's perfect. That's exactly what we needed. I wanted to also ask you, I know that there is a scripture that is significant to, to you both. And I wanted to ask if you would please share that with, with us. Sure. It's Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9, which says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. To me, that's just so beautiful. And it tells us exactly what God wants to do for our children and really for our household, right? Absolutely. That That is such a, a rich verse and something that for those listening who have heard your testimony, both of you, um, of having um, your child and then second generation of the two girls is that correct the two two girls that you raised the second time right yes we had a, a daughter and a son and then started over with two girls that we okay yeah. so you started with a daughter and a son and then the second time around it was two girls okay all right so those of us listening um have gained so much even this scripture we can meditate on this um and god can speak to us about what it is that we need to impart specifically to our family that we may have missed before listening to your testimony. So I appreciate both of you being so open and wanted to know if you could leave us with just a few wisdom keys for a happy and fulfilling marriage. We could certainly learn uh, much from you. So if you don't mind sharing that. For me, it's honestly simple. Christ in the center. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I know it, it, I agree and it's and it's uh, uh just listening to each other and and uh you know I say just uh, that's probably it's much harder for for a man I'm sure Terry, Terry would say she she tells me lots of things I'm not always the best at hearing <laughs> all of them but but that that's you know the the probably the the key for the the men will will, will agree that uh, uh, we don't always hear the first time, but <laughs> try to you know to listen and to to be open with each other, well, and, I, and share honestly with each other. I will say though, one thing he's very good at 
I mean, he's good at better more than just one thing, but one thing that I appreciate a lot is that he knows me well. It's like maybe he he may not listen. Like, you know, I won't I won't comment on that. I'm just taking what he says. But anyway, <laughs> but he pays attention. Mm, that's good. I know that he pays attention. That's really good. Well, Terry and Dennis, I have no idea how the time passed so quickly. Um, <laughs> but this has been such a, a rich experience. I I know that um, our listeners have been blessed hearing from you. And I want to thank you both. And and Terry, I'd like you to please mention um, and tell our audience about your podcast. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, I do have two podcasts. And no one will be surprised because of what we talked about, because it means so much to me. One is called Live with Eternal Perspective. <laughs> it helps women to view each day with their eyes and their mindset on eternity to live with that eternal perspective and equips them to deepen their walk with Christ. And then I also have one that's uh, a newer one, and it's called Purposed Parent Connected Child. Mm. And on that, I help mothers confidently connect with their child and with Christ and really parent with eternal purpose. Wonderful. And you are working on a book right now, Terry? Actually, yes, I did. I started a book and um, I'm kind of using it right now for some different purposes. Okay. Maybe I, I, I felt God calling me to maybe put those into some courses that I'm coming up with. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we look forward to hearing more about that so we can share that information um, with our listeners. So, um, Terry and Dennis, if you guys have anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye? No. I don't think so. Thank you so much. You had some good questions and <laughs> got some good information, I hope. Oh, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Uh, for joining us today on the Circle 31 podcast. I pray God will continue to richly bless you both. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Bye-bye. That concludes today's episode of the Love Series. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, you will receive the 28-Day Love Series Devotional Guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs. You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful. And beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.